Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Brendan and Honey, and this is Come Through Queen. You're an inappropriate, awkward person because you're jealous. Whoa. Period. F- you, Crystal. Jealous of what? Your ugly leather pants. Hi, Honey. Welcome to the stage. Hi. Welcome to my home. Thank you. I actually live upstairs, so it's my home too. You're right. You're right. Um. So, as you've noticed, probably, Dan is gone this week. I can't believe two weeks in a row, it's one of us is gone. I know. But he'll be back next week. But in his absence, we've got a star. One honey mustard girl. Oh, thank you. Condiment to the show. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling vaccinated. Great. Same. It's my first time recording with someone in, in, a, in person in a while, because Honey and I live on the same campus, basically. <laughs> um... So this is great. Um, before we get into the news, I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, Dan and I were asked to be a part of an event with uh, Margaret Josephs for the launch of her book um, this past week. Um, the event was hosted by The Strand, and they actually did a little giveaway for Come Through Queen listeners. If you listened to last week's episode, you probably know that. Um, I haven't listened yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, But we just wanted to give a shout out to the winners of the, uh, I guess you call it a raffle, who got copies of Marge's book. Um, Sam, Sam, and Jill. Congratulations, y'all. Congratulations. Congratulations. I'm jealous. I didn't enter. Would I have even been eligible? I don't think, because you live in the same house as me, I don't think you would be eligible. Okay, well, I'm happy for the winners. I'm being sent a copy, so you can all I'll throw it down after I'm done with it. (laughs) Um, But we did also get a chance to kick off the Q&A and ask Marge a question. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, the question that we asked was about the rumored All Stars uh, Housewives All Stars thing that is filming. Mm-hmm. And we asked Marge that if she were to be on the show and if she were to be trapped in an island with uh, women from each city, who would she say? So I'll go through um, what she said, and you tell me if you agree. Okay. Okay. So from Atlanta, sh- and she picked two from every city. So from Atlanta, she picked Portia and Marlo. Yes, 100%. I think that's who I would pick as well. Um, from Potomac, she picked Candace and Karen. I mean, Candace scares me, but yes, I think they are both amazing. Fun to watch. I would pick, I think I would put Giselle in Candace's space. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see, because like these women are kind of automatically going to like partner up with the person from their city. So I always like when Karen and Giselle come together. Um, I'm wondering like, obviously Marge is answering this as Marge, mm-hmm. but if I was answering this as myself mm-hmm. where I'm not really on the same playing field, I feel like Ashley would be like the nicest to me. Oh yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. You do get shy in groups. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then New York, she said Sonia and Leah, but she wanted her, the first name on her lips was Dorinda, but mm-hmm. she like made a rule f- for herself that it's only current women. Okay. Um, would you pick Sonia and Leah? For current women, probably. I think I would go for Sonia and Lou. Now I can't stand Lou. I mean, I don't think I... She's great television. You're saying that this week when she just had a personal tragedy. I mean, I feel for her. She's great <laughs> television, but I wouldn't necessarily want to spend the most time with her of everyone on. Yeah, I see that. Roni. And she gets, like, a little selfish on vacations. Of all time, I want cool Carol coming in. Oh, she's not that cool this week. <laughs> I know, we'll get, I know, We'll I get know. to that. Okay. Um, and then in Beverly Hills, she said uh, Rinna and Sutton. Yes, I love Sutton. Sutton so. I agree with. Rinna, mm. Rinna's a party girl. I like her. Rinna's a fake party girl, though. It's all manufactured. Can't we be a little fake and silly sometimes? I know. I kind of want Dorit and Sutton. Yeah, Dorit is... She would be a style icon. She, a style icon. Um, and then Salt Lake City, she said Heather and Whitney. Bad weather. <laughs> I mean, that's a great answer, but... Yeah. I think, like, they'd be fun to get along with. I'd definitely pick Heather. I might want Lisa Barlow. I'm thinking Lisa and Mara. Meredith. Meredith, disengaging, beautiful. <laughs> um, and then OC, she couldn't, th- she couldn't think of a OC woman who's currently on the cast. Wow. So she said Vicky and Tamara. Mm-hmm. And then in Dallas, she picked Tiffany and Deandra, which I think that's the only answer. Yeah. And then um, from her cast, she said she would bring Dolores. Yes. Which I would bring Dolores too, but it's interesting she didn't say Jackie. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. They do seem to have a pretty strong bond. Or ZMLS. ZMLS. Oh my gosh. So that's that. That was really fun. Thank you to um. Thank you for having us. It was uh, a great night. She's great. I can't wait to read um her book. That's so fun. But should we move over to the news? Yes. So E News reports the drama is nonstop in Beverly Hills. <laughs> We're, of course, talking about the jaw-dropping Season 11 first trailer for The Real Houses of Beverly Hills. The just-released footage below, exclusive to E! News, puts Raba Vets, 
Kyle Richards, Lisa Rinna, Erica Jane, Dorit Kemsley, Garcelle Bouvet, and Sutton Strack, who is official housewife now, back in the spotlight and their baggage too. More on that later. The new season also welcomed a new housewife, uh, Crystal Kong Minkoff, plus Kathy Hilton, who will serve as a friend of the ladies. All caught up? Good, because it's time to jump into the meat of the trailer. And boy, is it juicy. I hate the word juicy. That was an excellent dramatic reading, Brendan. Thank you. Dan Dan usually does the reading. I know. I think you did a really great job. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um... It's hard wearing so many hats on this podcast this week. I usually literally just show up. Um, so what did you think of the trailer? It was so good. I am so excited. And this wasn't necessarily like my favorite franchise, mm-hmm. but this trailer really knocked it out of the park. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Obviously, the Erica Jane um, of it all mm-hmm. is front and center. Uh, the trailer beginning with Dorit saying, hey, ladies, let's play a game of two truths and a lie. Yes. <laughs> Is so crazy. And then the title cards of like, what is the truth? I know. So, what do you think is going to, what do you think is the truth? What do you think is going to happen? I have no idea. I think there's a lot of mixed messages in her body language and a couple of the answers that mm-hmm. we see in the trailer. And while she's saying one thing, she's shaking her head the other direction. I I've think seen she these knows theories. more than she's letting on. I've seen the body language theories all over Reddit. Mm-hmm. I've also seen the like, People think that there's an editing thing in the trailer where after they say two truths and a lie, after that, Erica says three things. So you're supposed to guess which one is the truth and which one is the lie, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Um, Sutton? Yeah. I mean, Erica just seems so angry Mm -hmm. when she lashes out. That piece we see in the trailer where she's lashing out at Sutton is just like, I mean, we've seen it before. And And it's scary. Yeah, rumor has it Sutton is going to be the dog with the bone asking all the questions about Erica, which I think is a great role for her as her second season. 100%. It seems like some of the other women are not willing to poke the bear. Right, because they were like Fox 5 or whatever. What's Salesforce 5? What what do they call themselves? Fox Force 5? (laughs) (laughs) Fox 5 is like a local news. Yeah, I was like, I don't watch Fox News, honey. Also, Crystal seems to be coming straight out of the bat after Sutton. Yes, and already we have that quick soundbite from Sutton saying what am I jealous of your ugly leather pants that was funny um Garcelle's doing a lot of work as far as like speaking of body language and facial expressions I feel like we're gonna get a lot of Garcelle stills and gifts and short videos out of this season yeah it seems to me like she's skeptical of Erica um just from her body language but who knows yeah that's what I was seeing too like maybe she's the only other housewife that's gonna question Erica a little bit this season and we know that Garcelle and Sutton are like pretty close Mm -hmm. um they released some video where it was like the veteran wives describing Crystal mm-hmm. and like the first thing any of them said was tall, which is like so such a weird thing to like point out. So like I wonder if like they don't know much about her or something yeah. like that. Though like she's got money money. I mean the fact that she's a direct descendant from the Confucius dynasty is 
Oh, I wasn't even talking about that. I was like, her husband's like real Hollywood money. Oh, right, because he's the producer of Stuart Little. <laughs> That's the second part of her bio. I can't get over those two, like, <laughs> I know. comparisons. He's produced other things, but it's like he's the type of person who is like so backroom Hollywood that you mm-hmm. wouldn't think that his, yeah, he would have his wife go. Yeah, he's not a household name, but yeah. clearly if you're in the biz, you know. Speaking of household names, though, Kathy Hilton. Yes. Comedy queen. Yeah. Kooky queen. Kooky queen. Her howling like a wolf. <laughs> I know she's just a friend of, but I do hope we get a lot of scenes of her at home just because I just want to see. Yeah, I think we're all interested behind to get the... some um, visibility into that uh-huh. household. Um, then the last thing, the very end of the trailer was really funny too. When she was being so cryptic. About life as a game of poker. Yeah. And I, I, I'm I not mean, a Kyle fan, but Kyle is funny there. Yeah. I think the dynamic between them is going to be very different than it is with Kyle and um, Kim. Speaking of Kim, though, we got a mention of Kim. Kim changed her number without telling Kyle. Right. Do we Which think. hilarious. I know. Do we think we'll see Kim? I'm sure we will. Kim wants to be. On the show, right? I don't know. I don't know if she wants to be on the show, but I think she enjoys it. And I mean, the audience enjoys her. She's like yeah. the reason for so many She iconic... loves making an appearance. She loves... I mean, in in every scene that I've seen her in the past couple of years, she's like eating it up. I know. Um, I'm excited, but I'm. it's like with Beverly Hills, it's like, can we get too excited? Because... Huh. Probably not. They're probably baiting and switching us with the trailer, but I, they know how to put together a really good trailer. I know, but that's the thing. It's like they know how to put together a good trailer, but not a good season. Yeah, necessarily. Time will tell. Time will twelve. Time will twelve. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we move on to one other thing before we move on to our shows? Vulture released an article this mm-hmm. week about Bravo and the state of Bravo in the past year as far as like how it's dealt with COVID-19, but more about um, kind of the uh, racial reckoning in this country and how Bravo's either met or not met the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worth a read. We're not going to get into every part of it here because it goes, it covers so much. It covers everything from Atlanta showcasing the Black Lives Matter um, movement to Bravo now casting women of color on shows that didn't normally have women of color. So it's like, it talks about Crystal and Beverly Hills. It talks about Tiffany Moon in Dallas. It talks about Ebony coming to New York. It goes through all of that. One thing that uh, it gets into is this moment with Candy Burris Mm -hmm. where Candy, I think what happened was, do you remember when they announced that they were going to do the Instagram lives? Yes. With different cast members from different um, cities. And it was going to be like this moment of reflection on what was happening in the country. And then like a bunch of people were like, why isn't this going to be on, on TV? Yeah. Including like we even like Come Through Queen even signed on to like this little like letter about it. And it eventually did go on TV. Yeah. Apparently Candy was one of the people working like behind the scenes to mm-hmm. make that happen. So she made that happen, and she also sent a larger letter to um, producers and people and executives at Bravo. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to read part of the Vulture 
article. So Burris's letter to Levine had other action items. There were many black crew members on Bravo shows, but Bravo didn't work with any black-owned production companies until Levine hired the company that produced Race in America, which was the special. Levine says there now are multiple series in development from production companies um, with black owners. Burris asked the Bravo internship spots to be set aside for students from historically black colleges and universities. Levine tells me that NBC has expanded the size of its outreach program to increase diversity. Quote, not any of these people that I've had any experiences with at Bravo are racist or come off as racist, Burris says. But if you don't have enough African-Americans around you that are also in your ears saying, oh, this will be a great idea. You're just not informed, unquote. So Burris asked Levine to recruit and hire more black executives. NBC Universal has recently unveiled a restructuring that it says elevated black talent within the company. So it's just interesting that Candy's doing so much work behind the scenes in order mm-hmm. to make this happen. There, It also goes into um, this other moment with Portia not being... I'm happy that she wasn't asked to sign on to this letter. And there's like, it goes into a drama that I think might eventually be um, unveiled at the reunion and stuff that apparently happened this season on Atlanta that was cut out conversations between Candy and Portia Mm -hmm. and Kenya. And some people are saying that this is like, actually, um, if it was edited differently than what Kenya said about Portia and her activism might actually make more sense. So go, I can't, I can't sum it up more than that in this podcast, but go read the full piece. I posted it on our Facebook group, um, but it's on Vulture. If you search for Vulture and Bravo, it should pop up immediately. Um, Speaking of that, do we want to get into Real Houses of Atlanta? Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, so first of all, how are you feeling about this season? How are you feeling about Bolo? How are you feeling about everything? I'm feeling good. I actually watched this week's episode twice, um, which is a rarity for me. But this this franchise has been keeping my attention. I mean, it's not the best of the best, but mm-hmm. I'm invested. Yeah. How are you feeling about um, our new women, Drew and Toya? I love Drew, but... I mean, I think this episode has kind of shifted mm-hmm. some of our opinions. Yeah, sure. Far. Um, So let's get into it. So we are still at the Tasting at Blaze, which is Candy's new restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, the OLGs are there. And there's a lot going on. Yeah. So, like, Marlo's, like, apologizing to Portia over their fight. Yeah, I think, I mean... When we hear Marlo admit that she'd had a little too much to drink at that last dinner mm-hmm. in front of Big Frida, I mm-hmm. think we all were like, okay, that makes sense. That seems so far out of character for Marlo, and I'm happy to see her apologize. Uh-huh. Um, it just seems almost like a little too late for Portia, though. I know. It's like Portia doesn't even want to hear it at this point. Yeah. And like, she's not engaging in the entire conversation around Marlo. Um when she said she meant to text her back, it was like, well, then why didn't you? Right. It's but it's like, easy... did you really mean to text her back? I think I she know. was just like so over it by yeah. that point. Um, Marlo in this like liposuction stuff. That is what I had to go back and rewind and watch. I was so confused about them calling her out, like her trying to blame it on her, her kids nephews nephews. jumping on her back versus but she seemed to be forthcoming with the fact that she was getting lipo so 
I was a little like turned around by that. I'm not sure. But I understand. I think it was Shamia and Portia trying to call her out and keep her honest about it. Mm -hmm. This Well, this is where Shamia will always be Portia's like closest ally because Mm -hmm. she will go in there and do the work. Yeah, let's get the details. Let's lay it out. Let's get it in writing. Exactly. Um, So I like that about Shamia, though. It's like it also is Marlo's own business. But like, let's... Let's yeah, not tell you can't on. volunteer some details and not expect questions about the others. But I think that's kind of like that gets down to why Marlo is still a friend and seems to will always be a friend and not hold a peach because she maybe not as as forthcoming as we want her to be. I think she's very happy with where she is, mm-hmm. and I can respect that. I enjoy Marlo, and I think her antics are funny. I, you know, it was a little embarrassing, her behavior in front of Big Frida last week, but I feel like she's still there to stir the pot. She doesn't she doesn't really care too much about people coming after her with the liposuction question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like Big Frida, like, gets it. Yeah. Knows who Marlo is and what Marlo's deal is. Um, Kenya reveals to Candy and to Cynthia mm-hmm. all of this stuff about um, Mark and how he's like, they're maybe hooking up if he comes down or like. Ugh, this is so heartbreaking for me. I feel like he's stringing her along. Mm-hmm. She's trying to understand if he wants to fight for the relationship, mm-hmm. but. I mean, his actions speak louder than words. He's not... He's serving her with divorce papers. He's hes not there for her, and that's tough to watch. Yeah, but it's also confusing, I think, to the audience, because it's like, we're not hearing any of this directly from him ever. Right. So it's just like, Kenya's telling us... Right, so we're only getting her interpretation of the events. I think he's an asshole regardless, and I think he sucks, totally. but it's just like, I wish we heard from him as far as like i don't wish we heard his side that's wrong but i just like i wish there was like one more person in the room Mm -hmm. you know to tell us what's going on just another perspective so we could get at least a little bit more detail Mm -hmm. can i just say the food at that tasting looked so good i know i was like hold on a minute (laughs) i really want to go to one of their restaurants how many restaurants does candy have well they've opened up multiple old lady Mm-hmm. that so okay. there's like a few locations but are they outside of atlanta or are they all around the atlanta area i think they're all around the atlanta area Ugh, i want to go i know well we can go down to my mom's house and go perfect the visors mm-hmm. or the visors and the masks this episode like i'm usually not as distracted by it but like they're all sitting around this table and they're just taking them on and off like whenever they feel like it like willy-nilly I even noticed that too and like the bejeweling all over it's like okay if you've all been tested and you're actually following proper mm-hmm. protocol we don't need to be wearing the masks at the dinner table right it's just like so it's like they're it's performative at that they're part. playing performative catch-up from like they just had an indoor 350 wedding. person wedding mm-hmm. um Anything else from that scene? No. Oh, Mar- uh, sorry. Mama Joyce trying to blow out the candle yes, with the that, thing. <laughs> that was funny. Um, we get a brief scene of uh, Kenya on with her uh, plastic surgeon talking on FaceTime. Yes. And this is the thing. We're having just like the con- 
consultation with this guy at the beginning of this episode, but by the end of the episode, the, she's had it done. She's done and fully recovered. I think they do these things pretty frequently where it's not that big of a surgery anymore. Really? Yeah. I think, I mean, even getting implants done, I think, is so common practice now that it's like you can get that turned around pretty quickly. Interesting. Um, we get some stuff with Drew and Ralph and like sweaty feet. Did you hear what he said? He said, her feet are going to smell bad if she doesn't wear socks. That doesn't really make sense to me. If she's working out and wearing her sneakers and not wearing socks. Oh, she what? Oh. Yeah, because she was on her treadmill without socks. Okay. I think I might have like. Her sneakers off to stretch her foot out after. I think (laughs) I was like looking at my notes because I actually took notes for once in my life. Yeah. While that was being said. And I didn't see that she was wearing her sneakers. So in my brain, I was like, she's just wearing. Yeah. She's not wearing anything. That makes no sense. Okay. I rarely wear socks and Dave always gives me trouble. But I, I don't think I have stinky feet, so. That's okay. You can get some of that, like, spray. Or just take a shower. Or just take a shower. So this is, I only mentioned this scene because this is where we get the setup for profit loss. Correct. And um, is LaToya with the profits? Um, and because LaToya is with the profit, Drew refuses to have her baby blessed. Right. So that's where I... Again, rewatch this part of it. First of all, I went to his website and mm-hmm. it is next level. How so? I mean, the graphics, the mm-hmm. imagery. Is graphic design his passion? Uh, I, I don't. I'm sure he has hired someone to do this. <laughs> it's like flames, the sunglasses. God speaks to him directly. Like, you can send in a prayer request, things like that. I was like, what is this about? And what do, what is his business? Mm-hmm. And that was just something I've never experienced before. Because a prophet is somebody who, like, was chosen. Like, a, like G- Jesus was a prophet, but Jesus was, like, more than that. Like, Yes, God communicates through them. Like, they can hear God clearly, and then they communicate that message to the rest of us. Interesting. Well... Despite all that power he apparently has, it's enough to fire him if LaToya's been with him. That's where I was getting confused because later in the episode, Drew was making it seem like he no longer was willing to do the baby blessing. But in that initial conversation with Ralph, Drew clearly said that she fired Prophet. Exactly. So speaking of Drew, we go to the pop-up that um, they hold for black-owned businesses in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has a table, but this is where Drew starts dropping all this information. And this is where Drew loses me. Yeah. Because, like, it's so set up, and she's so clearly, like, doing this to Out set to up LaToya, LaToya mm-hmm. and stirring the pot. Right. Which I don't feel we've seen from Drew earlier this season. She's not usually out there to create a fight, but this tension has been growing between her and LaToya, where Mm -hmm. now she feels like she has some dirt on her and she's really going to, like, lay it out in front of everyone. Yeah, I, like, to give Drew, like, some sort of benefit of the doubt, there is a thing at the beginning of the season where, like, LaToya was coming at her straight Mm -hmm. out the gate. And so maybe she, like, wanted to, like play ball and like build a defense yeah but it's just like it's I so think she obvious looked so much better in the beginning where she was taking the high road and like signing an autographed headshot to i know her, whereas this just feels 
Like, she's getting involved in business that really has nothing to do with her. I know. When they go into the Bailey Wine Cellar, and they're all having, quote-unquote, having wine, yet they're all sitting there in their masks. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, like, they're overcompensating at this point, because it's so funny. Um, And then, just like the last scene, we're at War Manor. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no food. Yeah. No cocktails. (laughs) I love that Marlo ordered the food. Uber Eats did it. Yes. It's important. You need a snack. You need, like, at least, like, a cheese plate. She got, like, pizzas, right? She got, yeah, she ordered pizzas. I love pizza. I mean, it's something, like, I thought maybe, oh, they're, like, stopping by, then going to go somewhere else. No, they're sitting there. Yeah. Marlo made the right move. Uh, She did. And then we get the profit on FaceTime. Oh, my gosh, yeah. He seemed nice. He seems perfectly fine. I mean, honestly, I don't know why we're even placing all of the blame on LaToya. These are two grown adults. It has nothing to do with Drew. Also, there's like kind of like a sex shaming portion of it. Yeah. Like, okay, you believe that this guy is a prophet. You're going to not believe him if he like was engaged and now is with someone else. Right. We shouldn't necessarily just believe everything that, you know. We should believe LaToya as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, Anything else before we move on to Dallas? No, I think those were the main points. I will say the trailer trailer for next week looks fun. We have, it's Christmas time already, and we've got llamas shitting on the driveway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for llamas. You love a llama. I do. Didn't I get you a llama? Yes, it's sitting right here. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I saw that on the media console. Um, Speaking of Target, for there to be a full size Target, like in when I lived in Manhattan, yeah, all the Targets are so small, and they only have like one of everything. Yeah, the Target over here in Atlantic Center, Barclays, Mm -hmm. is like it's a full blown Target. It's like see in a suburb. It's the size of a suburban Target. It's great. You don't know how life-changing that is for me personally. I And you can walk there. And I can walk there. It's only like a mile mm-hmm. and a half. This is the Brooklyn life. It's a Brooklyn thing. It's a, it's a Brooklyn thing, I guess. Um, Alex McCord was right all along. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to Dallas. Okay. So, let's do a vibe check with you in Dallas this season. It's a little bit boring for me. I mm-hmm. think, you know, I'm, I'm watching... Every week, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, because I need things to watch in the morning, so it's not like I'm giving up yet. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not paying attention half the time, honestly. So it's like a, it's a chore a little bit some weeks. Okay, but you paid attention this week for this podcast? I did. Are you a professional? I wrote down four notes for this episode. Good. I've got three pages. (laughs) (laughs) So I wasn't on last week's episode, and actually speaking of, like, not really paying attention to Dallas, Mm -hmm. I definitely didn't pay as close attention when I watched last week's episode because I knew I didn't have to record the podcast. Right. And I heard, I think James said the same thing. He's like, he just jumped in this season, I Mm -hmm. think, and tried to binge catching up, but he was saying it was tough to hold his attention. I think we're all kind of feeling it. For sure. And just, like... Some terrible people. Like, the footage of Carrie Brittingham harassing that man. That's so upsetting. She's really rubbing me the wrong way. It would be one thing 
if she was like a vegan. Mm-hmm. Like, but the thing is, like, she's not. She's just trying to be difficult. I know. Um, but we start out with her apologizing to Stephanie yes. for her behavior. And then Stephanie pulled a fast one and mm-hmm. invited the guy to dinner. Yeah. What do you think of uh, Carrie's apology? Uh, I thought it was trash. I mm-hmm. thought, you know, that's a thing. Like, if you, you can f- have a heartfelt apology to your friend, but mm-hmm. then you get shy or embarrassed when you actually have to face the consequences mm-hmm. and apologize to the person that you were actually nasty to. And then somehow this poor gracious guy was apologizing to her at the end of the conversation. I know. It almost was, it probably was actually worse than Teresa's apology to Evan. That's, I was just thinking about the parallels there, but it's like, I don't think people understand the formula of an apology. There's no, but I was feeling this, or I did it because it's not there to justify, Mm -hmm. you're not there to justify your actions. You're Mm -hmm. there to apologize and take ownership for your bad behavior. For sure. You should you should do a class on apologies. Oh, I talk about it all the time at home. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Catch me missing those conversations. Uh, um, so we're going to do the redneck relay. Yes. Which seems miserable. I'm sorry. Like, antics for the sake of antics. Uh, I'm not into it. I did think it was interesting them having the conversation about whether that word is appropriate or not. Yeah, that was funny. And, you know, I was, I have to say, I was curious too. Like, is that a word that we're using these days? It reminded me of, um, do you remember season, like, five of Roni when Aviva calls Sonia and Ramona white trash and the next morning they're like looking up what it means on Urban Dictionary. Yes, I absolutely remember that. It was very that. Mm -hmm. Um, So the teams are the Pink Posse Mm -hmm. versus Jim Bob's Babes. And the Pink Posse is Tiffany, Brandy, and Cameron. And Jim Bob's Babes is Stephanie, Deandra, and Carrie. What team would you pick? The first one. (laughs) The pink posse? <laughs> yes, the pink posse. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so, too. I would gravitate towards... Cameron and Tiffany. I like Tiffany the most, and Cam's, like, my third favorite. So, yeah. Um, Cameron's really afraid of the pig, um, which was actually funny to watch. And then her stretch... Did you catch the moment when she was stretching, getting ready for the, the relay? And she has her foot on the counter, and she accidentally turned on the stove... Oh, my God. Like, it lit the thing. Of course. She's so lanky and long. It's just like... It's all limbs. Yeah. So they do the games, and the Pink Posse loses, and they go in the hot tub (laughs) covered in shit. Ugh, disgusting. Can I say, I don't like Brandy at all, but Mm -hmm. anytime she was in that Bigfoot costume, this episode I was having a good time, unfortunately. Oh, that is unfortunate. <laughs> like, later in the episode when she got into the hot tub in the Bigfoot costume, yeah. it just, like, the only way that she, I can enjoy her is if she's nonverbal and, like... Well, that's her kind of humor. It's just, like, silly, like, slapstick kind of... Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what she excels at, so I'm it's glad like, that she had a couple moments this episode. Very, um, the Three Stooges. Yes, mm-hmm. We, when I was a kid, so did you and your, like, cousins, like, put on plays? No. Okay, so we used to put on a play, 
every year. And we had a few characters mm-hmm. that would come back. So me and my two cousins who were my, around my age, we were the three stupid nerds. And our names were like Mo, Larry, and Curly, like the like the three stooges. Yeah. And we would just do like dumb slapstick humor and we would wear those hats, you know, with like the little pinwheel on the top. Okay. That's cute. But then the controversial role that I played is um do you remember Linda Richmond from SNL Coffee Talk? No. She it, she was played by um Mike Myers and it was like this talk show host and it was like okay, let's talk about butterflies. Is it a butter or is it a fly? Discuss among <laughs> yourselves. Discuss among yourselves. So I would get in drag and I would perform that character and I think my grandma cried. Because she was so proud of you. Cuz I was in drag. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyways, um, how did we get here? Oh, slapstick. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice little detour. <laughs> um, so we get producer footage. It's called producer footage, but I think it's one of the wives actually filming on their cell phone mm-hmm. at like 3 a.m. And Tiffany has devised a scheme to buy these little fart bombs. Mm-hmm. So her and Cameron decide that they're going to go in and pretend that they're talking to Carrie, but they're going to leave a little fart bomb in her room. Yes. Carrie freaks the fuck out. Little did they know, <laughs> Carrie was going to lose her mind and go <laughs> next level on her asses. Um, she goes and gets salsa and i think like v8 V8, juice that was so disgusting and pours it all over their bed and all over their stuff i didn't even see that she poured it over their stuff i don't maybe not all of their stuff someone mentioned bed is bad enough i was livid watching this i was like i would murder you would it would be actual blood all over her bed and I would be demanding to producers. To, this is why I wouldn't be a good housewife. <laughs> Get me a hotel. I'm not staying in this salsa bed. This is disgusting. Charge. Give Carrie the bill. I was. How dare you? <laughs> what if it was a honey mustard bed? P- putting honey. Same thing. Okay. Get. Out, I don't care what condiment to the show you're putting in my bed. That's nasty. You can't just wipe that up. It's so through to the mattress. It's in the mattress. It's like there's scrubbing that has to be done. It's already 3 a.m. That's disgusting. With the fart bomb, open a few windows, babe. That's so inappropriate. It's like, yeah, one is a scent Mm -hmm. that you can get out of there. It's inconvenient for sure. It's annoying, but it's not, it doesn't have the lasting, um impact as salsa in your bed i'm happy though that it ended up being a cameron versus carrie fight and not a carrie versus tiffany 100 i'm sick of like everyone coming after like it's tiffany versus someone else i know um i was happy to see cameron get in there and hold court and be like no you did this that's inappropriate I I i mean cameron's not afraid to speak up but i was happy to see her take carrie on she made her wash all all the sheets good for her also like you're in a rental right so like it's like if there's there's damage to the mattress (laughs) oh my god oh my god the next time we go away together i'm gonna put salsa all over your bed i'm just kidding you just she just looked at me like (laughs) she was gonna fly across this table come through queen audience we have an opening on my bachelorette party oh my god (laughs) i'm gonna do it in this bed here oh my god 
Um, so they leave, and then we just have a few other scenes with the wives individually. We'll go through them. Yeah. So Cameron was bit by a scorpion. <laughs> what? I must have missed you that. You missed that? Yeah. She said she was bit by a scorpion, but it wasn't a poisonous one. Otherwise, she would have her arm would have fallen she off. She would have died. And she's talking about it to her kids, and her daughter is like, Mom, we know it hurts. Stop complaining. Oh, my God. It was God. funny. She was bit by a scorpion on this trip? I think so. <laughs> That's, like, really deadly, isn't it? Well, I, I think some are, some aren't. Okay, okay. But that, I think that's what you deal with in that part of the country. Um, and then... I stick to the coasts. <laughs> oh, my God. Same. Would you get Sandra, the animal communicator, to come speak... I mean, no, but I did enjoy watching Cameron do it. It was really cute. It what? was, it's so sweet. I mean, we just recently dealt with our losing our dog, my mom's dog. Mm-hmm. So I totally, I mean, it's like heartbreaking. It is a part of the and family. And I can't, you know, everyone deals with that on their own. But I, I enjoyed watching Cameron get that closure and knowing that, her doggy's gonna follow her to her new house. Oh my god. Um, when my when my dog from growing up died, I was in college and my ex boyfriend, my college boyfriend, had broken up with me like the week before. Mm-hmm. But he was coming to visit the day that he uh my I, f- I forget for what, but the day that my dog died, he was coming to visit and he was st- staying with me. Oh. So it's like the worst possible timing. Yeah. Timing, Jackie. Hope you're up on that rainbow bridge waiting. Oh, they're all waiting for us. <laughs> but like, my question still is, and we've gotten into this on the podcast. They're waiting for us, but like, who from the family do they go with once they passed? Um, I mean, because the idea is they're waiting, and then once the family member comes up, they all go into heaven together. Yeah, I think it's like their person. So like. My dog Petunia would be waiting for either my mom or my stepdad, whoever goes first. And mm-hmm. then they both wait for them. I don't know. I don't believe in this <laughs> shit. <laughs> I can write you a million stories. I don't know. Um, okay. So there is no rainbow bridge. <laughs> Shut <or> up. <laughs> uh, um, we hear from um, Deandra about like she's always going through something with a will yeah it's like now she's gonna go meet with her stepmother and like when her dad died there was a will put on her childhood bed and it said she got nothing but her her mom mama d was like i have one that like outdoes that or something i don't follow that stuff i mean this is daniel's expertise i know let's (laughs) get him to call in (laughs) like let me take a quick nap here but yeah i don't know it's all the same Okay, and then um, the kind of the final scene of the episode, it's Tiffany and it's her mom's birthday. Mm-hmm. And they've had like a tumultuous relationship, whatever. We've heard from Tiffany about it. Yeah. And her mom's coming over for her birthday and they're making dumplings. Um, but her mom's not going to stay. I would be so heartbroken. I know. To eat the dumplings. There was a part where it was in a confessional where Tiffany said, I looked crushed because i am crushed and it seems like they showed her part of the scene or whatever Mm -hmm. which is i've never heard them like talk about refer to the scenes that they're commenting on quite like that which i Mm -hmm. thought was interesting and then she didn't i didn't realize she didn't see her mom for three years when she was growing up because she was sent here 
Yeah. And that's, I mean, I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. It's like, one, the guilt thing. Two, like, maybe her mom got really comfortable in her life and, like, how she did things and yeah, her routine. Yeah, you're missing out on a lot of time of bonding when yeah. you're growing up. They seemed at the end of the episode um, to, like, reach some sort of conclusion. Yeah. But it's just like... It's tough. I know you're really close with your mom, and mm-hmm. I'm also really close with my mom, and I just can't imagine having that hole in your life, you know? Yeah. And it seems like Tiffany at least can ask Mama D for some guidance and some stuff, so I hope she, you know, continues to work on that. Hope she does it. Um, that was Dallas for this week. Uh, I could watch a show that's Tiffany, Deandra, Cameron. Yeah. And like hire two or three others, please. <laughs> I just we just need a reboot or something like that. But let's go over to Jersey, where I don't think we need a reboot. Let's do it. How have you been feeling? Vibe check on Jersey Ooh, this season. Sorry, that was my wine glass. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> we um, haven't have we haven't had like the ice and like the glugging in a while. I know that was such a staple of old episodes pre-pandemic. That's like early come through queen. Yeah. Ooh, you f- hear the. That poor. <laughs> um, vibe check on New Jersey. I am enjoying it. Okay. I, it was a little slow start for me. Like I was a little like over the back and forth with the Jackie v. Teresa. But mm-hmm. after the cheese plate getting thrown and like the last couple episodes on the Jersey Shore have been mm-hmm. really fun. Mm-hmm. I'm so interested in this whole Jennifer family stuff. Really? With her mom... Like, there was a scene at the end of the episode where it was mm-hmm. her mom came over, the yes. dad was sitting there, they're talking about how awful the dad is right in front, in of, front him. of him. Based on what the what the medium was saying, yeah. gave Jennifer, like, an enlightened view of her mom's experience. Which, you shouldn't need the medium, but whatever. Um, it's story arc for the show, but I will say, they were talking so much to the extent that I was like... Is that the dad or is that like Bill's dad sitting there? No, that's the dad. Yeah, no, I know it was. He's... But you know who came out looking like a rock star was Bill. Oh, yeah. Like seeing all points of view, de-escalating, being understanding, Mm -hmm. and just trying to mediate in Mm -hmm. a way. I mean, the first season Bill and Jennifer were on, I was like, not a fan at all. And I think he has really transitioned into a very like charming light on the show he's really super charming you're right their first season was gross like jennifer was also behaving really badly that season yeah which she still shows a little bit of that from time to time she does but i mean like she's also grown like seeing her talk to her mom about this and like yeah i think that's interesting anything when her brother's around and like Mm -hmm. her mitigating that between the brother and the mom and like it's even her interacting with her daughters, I think, is super um, loving and mm-hmm. compassionate, and mm-hmm. I really like seeing that. Yeah. Anyway, so we go over, we get a Jackie Marge and Zia lunch scene. Yes. Which is like, which, which trio would you pick to like hang out and have lunch with? I mean, honestly, probably, I, I like Dolores too, but... I don't know. It's like almost like the Mean Girls versus like the Loser Club. <laughs> you put Dolores in with the Mean Girls. Well, I mean, like she's not the meanest one. 
Yes. It's like it's like she's the she's the Karen. Yeah. Except I, she's smart. I think these three are kind of the peacemakers. Except I don't know if Jackie's really a peacemaker though. And Marge isn't either. She's yeah. stirring the shit up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I do love a lunch scene, though. I love seeing what they're eating. And, what they order. Yeah. And that looks like a really cute restaurant. We should go. Yeah. Um, Marge got like a bean salad of some sort. Um, I think Jackie, Jackie got, got beef tartare. Yes. Yes. Anyways, um, this is where it starts to come out that uh, Tree is planning this psychic party. And then it's like hints are being dropped that Tree is dating. Yes. Um, Which we all know by now, right? Like, it well, hasn't been explicitly said, but... Well, yeah, and Marge kind of points to the fact that, like, Teresa's constantly talking about this pineapple thing, mm-hmm. so she must be getting it. Yeah. I've heard, I didn't, like, look into the story, but apparently a big page six story about Teresa's boyfriend came out this week, and it's like, he, he's, like, sex-obsessed, and, like, his ex-girlfriends say that he, like demands to have sex four times a day and like punishes them if they doesn't girlfriends say the same like not that she's yeah demanding but that she's sex obsessed this whole episode they were all saying that she's also sex obsessed Mm -hmm. and i think kim d is the one leaking things still to this day (laughs) and the weird thing the weird dynamic is that kim d and dolores still are friendly and hang Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. it's so interesting kim d i will say the two times i talked to her on the phone nice as can be yeah um so dolores uh, dolores please like tell your family that you're getting a biopsy please i mean isn't it a pretty routine yeah it's like well it's like mammogram and then the biopsy is like just to be sure that everything's clear because the mammogram came out unclear oh okay i thought she was getting a mammogram and that that's what she wasn't telling people about but okay that's yeah that's a little different if it's an escalated scenario yeah but she's not telling her mom she's not telling but she frankie told jr david. she told david but like He's she doesn't even doctor. care about david he's the doctor yeah true um Tree's getting ready for the psychic. And there's this whole thing that comes up about, like, Jennifer going on Instagram Live. Yes. And asking for recommendations about a housekeeper. I just think she's so funny on Instagram. Like, do you follow her? I know. I don't. She's constantly posting to her story about her house and her furniture and Mm -hmm. her eating this and that. And it's funny it's a little tone deaf she also posts when they go to dunkin donuts and like get drinks with the girls it's very like every day yes yeah so this psychic comes in and the first thing she says to i think gia is that nona is saying tell her my hands don't hurt no more right because she's holding her hands a certain way it's like right off the bat yeah um to watch Jackie walk into this home for the first time. That was scary. Teresa's number one fan, Jackie. I mean, when Jackie was preparing to go over there, sitting on their stoop with Evan and um, their the little, son. The little son who looks just like Evan. Did you catch them mouth kiss? The, Her, the son? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that with all my kids. I, I think that's fine. Some I of my cousins did it. I can't. I mouth kiss Chloe all the time. So <laughs> Chloe's a dog, so that's different. <laughs> but that's my kids will have cleaner mouths than my dog. Is that true? 
Dogs have dirty, dirty mouths. Oh, they do. Oh, because they're always licking their butts. Yeah, sure. And, yeah, I'm sure lots of other things. (laughs) Um, Anyway, sorry to sidetrack. No, it's okay. Just them interacting and, like, they're talking about how they're going to be going on a yacht the next week. And, like, Jackie's like, oh, I get, like, seasick. And then Teresa just looks at Jackie and goes, I love boats. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it seems like Teresa was trying to be, like, a gracious host with Jackie, which was great. She's making the effort, for sure. I thought that Teresa was going to set Jackie up. 100%. I thought it was going to be, like, the psychic who was going to say something awful about Jackie. Like, you're... um Marriage is going to end in flames. I know, exactly. Teresa paid her to say that. Um, What did you think about Marge criticizing Jen for looking for a housekeeper via Instagram? It's like, you could have made one or two comments, Mm -hmm. but she just went so Mm heavy-handed. It's like, okay, we get it. Like, you all live that life. Yeah. It's... Sure, it's a little tone deaf, but it's on Instagram Live. It's not like she's putting out a press release. I don't know. It's her own personal Instagram. Who yeah. cares? Um, so let's go through some of these readings. It's like this, this fucking medium. Ridiculous. It's like she got a press release from Bravo about these women's lives. She's watched every episode <laughs> yeah. there ever was. So Dolores's grandmother is stepping forward to say she has to brace herself for something physical, which is scary. Yeah, I mean, can I just ask you, if somebody, what would it take for somebody to say to you, for you to cry like this? Like, I, not that she cried during that comment, mm-hmm. I know she cried more instead of the, with the dogs, but I just can't imagine being moved to tears by a psychic. I mean, if they got, like, something really specific, I don't know. It's like... Especially if you're living a your life on public television. Right. But, like, Jackie later in the episode says it's like, this is something I never put on social media or whatever. But it's like, you end up... But she also didn't... Jackie changed the story when she was telling her family. The psychic said a name with an E. Yeah, and she said Esther. And then she said Esther. Yeah. It's like, okay, It's like these... You're connecting the dots yourself. You lead people when, with your right. answers. Anyways. Um, Dolores breaking down about the dog being there. Love that. I feel that. I think we all feel that. I think Boo is up there with um, Jackie and uh, Petunia. Yeah. Just sitting on that bridge, waiting. Yes. Except no one's going to come for Petunia because you don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one she's waiting for, so that's okay. Um, Zia's reading is just so stupid. I didn't, I didn't even remember what it was. I wrote down Zia's reading is stupid. I mean, this whole storyline with her is like, it's been done before, right? That's what... That's the thing about Zia is like, she's always... It's always... It's a fake... It's always a fake storyline. Yeah. It's like, maybe... I think she would be a friend if Joe wasn't in the picture, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think Bravo keeps her around full time because of Joe. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, it feels disingenuine yeah so we already talked about esther coming through for jackie jennifer's great uncle was a martyr during the armenian genocide and so he comes through to talk to her which is interesting and it's about the mom yeah and how like she should take her mom's side in the situation well or just acknowledge that that's her truth and we can't deny like two things can be true Mm -hmm. right like both experiences can be reality for those prospective parties imagine at 16 and you have to date someone who's 26 oh my god i can't imagine i would like i was a fucking harry potter freak like on my computer at 16 (laughs) scooping ice cream at cold stone you want me to be somebody's wife 
Oh. Um, and then Tree's father is here. No, no, and love is in the air. Why did I write love is in the air? Did they say that? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh. Maybe I got in my own feelings yeah, while watching. I think, I think we all, that's, all of our heartstrings are pulled when no, no comes up, so... I think that was just a play at all of us. Um, and then just a couple other scenes that we can talk about, because we already covered the Jen stuff at the very end. Yeah. Um, Jackie is Rosh Hashanah with her family, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and then we're back at Rails, which is an iconic location in Jersey. Yes. Um, seen a very many scenes in Jersey, because like there was this period of time where we kind of guessed that Nobody in New Jersey wanted the Real Housewives filming there, mm. and Rails was the only the one. The only place that would allow. So, like, season seven, the first season of, like, Dolores and Siggy, it's like they were at Rails every fucking day. I mean, it looks kind of cute to me. I would go. And they have a lot of different, like, rooms. So they've got, like, the cave room. Mm-hmm. They've got, like, the speakeasy. And there's, like, a couple other places you can go. Yeah. We should go there, too. Um, Zia orders a spiked Arnold Palmer, which I was like, that sounds good. Uh, I mean, I love a cocktail. I love a fun... And I love an Arnold Palmer. Yeah. It's my fucking favorite thing. (laughs) And this is what frustrates me. It's like, you're walking down the street in New York City. Mm -hmm. You can't really walk in in a a place and get, like, a lemonade on the rocks, you know? Yeah. Like, like you can go get an iced coffee. Mm -hmm. Like, I sometimes want an iced lemonade. I don't need coffee all the time if I'm having a cool drink on the streets. It's true. You don't need the extra caffeine. Yeah. You need a light refreshing... Arnold Palmer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they just keep on talking about their boring storyline. I was that daughter that would text my parents when they went out to dinner and ask them to bring her dinner home. Oh, I was the son who, because I was fucking lonely when my mom would go out to eat, I would call the restaurant and make her talk to me. Oh, my God. It's I've like, never heard of that before. Oh my, I would make her, I would call the restaurant. She'd be out with her friends Friday night. She orders me a, pe- a Domino's pizza and a thing of Diet Coke, because I like to dip the crust in, in the, the Diet, Diet Coke. Coke. That's oh disgusting, I know. And then I'd be sitting there watching TV in the kitchen, because I just like sitting at the TV in the kitchen, and I'd be like, huh, I'm bored. Pick up the phone, call the restaurant, and she's like, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah. I probably would have done the same thing, except I was horrified and terrified from talking to strangers on the phone. So that probably kept me quiet. Oh, I loved entering the phone as a kid. And they'd always be like, hello, ma'am. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> to the extent that we got, um, you know the talk boy? Yes. They had phone versions that you, like for kids. Uh-huh. So you could answer the phone and change your voice. Oh, my god! And gosh. so I would always do it the masculine voice when people would call. So I loved the talk boy. Me and my brother played with that. Yeah for hours and hours it was so fun i mean like that marketing teams in the 1990s putting that in a beloved film making everyone want one iconic home alone the story of our childhood oh my god (laughs) (laughs) it's true true. a single a kid with a single mom youngest of four really was home alone um let's go over to talk about summer house so is Des the worst or is Des the worst? He gives me the worst bad chills. He's so gross. It's like there's like like really bad vibes there. Not only is he creepy and snarky, but he just says the rudest things. Yeah, there's situations where it's like 
I feel like it's happened occasionally, maybe in my extended family, when there's like a significant other who's introduced who doesn't like vibe with the rest of the family. And this is very that. And just zero effort. I know. And it's also like, there's a direct comparison because Danielle's boyfriend joined the group this weekend. Yeah. And he like vibed with everyone. I mean, like we barely got any screen time with him, but he seems okay. Based on everyone's feedback, there's no complaints to be made. Right. So we were watching and like the big party of the week was the Kentucky Derby party and... We were looking it up because during the show, there was a commercial for the Kentucky Derby. And it was saying, like, Kentucky Derby coming up May 1st, 2021. And I was like, are we just watching, like, extended... SpawnCon. SpawnCon, like, like, and they're making up when the Kentucky Derby was last year. Could you imagine if they did a full... Like, immersive episode of just sponsored content around yeah well it pretty much is because of lover boy but i will say last year i looked it up and the kentucky derby was september 5th 2020 because Mm -hmm. they had to push it back yeah because i believe it's usually in the spring yeah i think so and carl made a comment that it's almost october there so that lines up Mm -hmm. oh october was so beautiful in new york last year do you remember? No. <laughs> it yeah, all blurs together stop. for me at this Yeah, you point. do. No, we had that, like, really beautiful day in Central Park in October or earlier November last year. Oh, right. Yeah. With Tim and Trang. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. In what Sheep's else? In Sheep's Meadow. In Sheep's Meadow. Oh, that used to be a short little walk for me. Yeah. And now all I have is the Target. You'll never go back. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been back to Manhattan since I moved, which is wild. Yeah. I mean, you've only been here a few weeks, right? I've been here since the beginning of March. Yeah, so six weeks. Okay. You were gone for a lot of it. Yes. Sad. Anyways, what else this episode? I thought that the activities were fun. You had a question about the Amazon packages. Yes. They can't all get delivered precisely on the day of their event. Like, that's impossible. There's no guarantee that Amazon packages are going to arrive together or at the Mm -hmm. same time of day. Like, I feel like production is collecting those packages and and then dressing up disguised as an Amazon delivery and then dropping them on the doorstep. Yeah, my thing is also, like, when I get a package, I, like, go to the door immediately and grab it because I'm so excited for whatever the package might be. Um, except for today when I walked down and you had a bunch of my packages that you were hoarding from me. (laughs) They came after like eight o'clock. That's what I'm saying. They come at random times of the day. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, what did you think about the competition and Sierra won, right? Yes. Sierra Sierra won. won. And then the losers were Batula and Hub Hub House. And there was a little bit of like. Everyone wants Paige to be their bestie. Yeah. I mean, she is a coveted best friend. But what got me was the competitiveness coming from Hub House after she lost that (laughs) lap around the front yard. There was like a really hilarious shot from the cameras in her and Stravi's room where Mm -hmm. she was still in the horse, inflatable horse costume and their room is so small. (laughs) I can't tell if that was her 
um, spray tan or if it was like part of the horse costume rubbing oh, off on off. her skin. I just think so when, weird. when the horse costume was still up and on, just anyone <laughs> in that costume because their faces are just like so small in it. We need to get some of those. We need some like inflatables for something. Oh, I'm sure they're easy to get your hands on. We need to step up our party game. Um, after all the all the Kentucky Derby stuff happened, they went to the beach the next day. Yeah, I did like how Danielle had kind of a side conversation with Stravi and was just honest about how she had reservations, but that Lindsay is totally in at that on that day. Yeah, so Danielle is somebody who I'd never cared for. Mm-hmm. But this season, it's like... She's, I feel like she's a star. I feel like she, I would covet her as my best friend. I feel like she's so loyal. Loyal, yeah. She's a hard worker. She's honest. She doesn't yeah. bullshit you. Yeah. And she's beautiful. Yeah, I agree with all of those things. I think in the past, my what turned me off about her was like, she seemed kind of sneaky in a lot of the ways that she acted around Lindsay when she first joined. Mm-hmm. Because she was like, but I guess like, actually Dan pointed this out to me. Danielle was the original person to hook up with Carl. Then I've been saying this. Yeah, too. you've been saying that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what I, my point last season, I think, was after Lindsay and Carl were having a relationship, Danielle was being kind of like sneaky about Carl. But yeah. it's all forgiven because I love her now. Yeah, agree. I love her. These a lot of these people on this show. It's like I like them more in a genuine way than I like any other of these like housewives we talk about, you Mm -hmm. know, like Paige with all her faults seems like a fun person to hang out with. Yeah. And she is actually showing you some vulnerability this season and those little glimpses into her frustration with her relationship with Perry. Oh God. He seems like such an ass. I just think he wants different things and she's so young. She's not ready to settle down. How old do you think she is? She's probably like 28. No, she's like 23. She's not 23. I think she is. Okay. I think she joined the show maybe at 23. Okay. And it's been, I would say she's probably like 26. Yeah, that sounds right. They were also, it, the weird thing is they were all so young. There's that weird generational gap in the house. Mm-hmm. It's like, it would be like if we were hanging out with people in, our, in their mid-20s, which is so weird to think about. Because do you have friends in their mid-20s? No, absolutely not. I don't think I have any friends in their mid-20s unless they're co-workers or former co-workers. Yeah. Um... Anyways, they have this big conversation on the beach, Amanda and Kyle do, which was actually really lovely and sweet. That was so sweet. That really tees up the finale next week. I know. I want them to to win. And their wedding is supposed to be in June of 2021. And if things keep going at the rate they're going in New York, it seems like they might be able to have like a normal-ish wedding. Yeah. They finally dropped the date i feel like they haven't actually explicitly said that on any of the episodes so that's exciting for them i know what other conversations had happened at the beach it was luke and hannah luke and hannah and she's just so like smug trying to rub this relationship in luke's face Mm -hmm. and she wanted to see him squirm and was so pleased to hear him say that he didn't like des agree luke somebody who at the beginning of the season and even up until two episodes ago i did not like and was not vibing with now i feel i don't feel like bad for him but i i'm like oh you kind of like hannah was playing everyone they all deserve each other all Mm -hmm. three of them luke hannah and des yes i would not watch that if that happened you know 
They're so gross. Speaking of watching people be intimate. There was so much sex on this episode. There was so much sex. It was so much sex. I saw so much I couldn't parts. tell any of them apart either. <laughs> it was like, at some point I was like, I think I know like everything about Luke's genitals oh, because yes. they're showing that. It looked they're showing, at you. It looked at me like the TikTok comments would say. They're showing everything about Lindsay <gasps> mm-hmm. doing. I'm hearing all the stuff they're saying to each other. Yeah. It's wild and crazy. Yeah. every I feel like they are slowly adding more and more every episode could you do that could you have a camera in the corner of your home hell no i wouldn't even be able to do the bathroom stuff knowing that there's speakers around yeah your home has a camera so you can watch the dogs if you're away and i i've stayed here and i unplugged it (laughs) because i did not want you to even see me sitting on that couch oh my gosh yeah so then they all go back to the house and they're like playing games in the backyard and Mm -hmm. it's the girls are sitting around the pool and the guys are playing that same little stupid game where you throw the yeah i don't even want to know the name of that game but then we we laughed out loud because we watched this episode together we laughed out loud when Hubhouse was playing whatever she was playing and she ran into the bush i think she's kicking a soccer ball she's kicking a soccer ball but she was wearing like a long dress and danielle was (laughs) saying from the side to her boyfriend like I can't even watch. She's, she's going to trip and she's fall. She's going to trip and fall. And then she just fell into a bush. Oh, my gosh. God. And her whole butt came out. Her whole, yeah, you could see everything. <laughs> this show's just like such a good Thursday night palate cleanser heading into the weekend. Yes. It makes you want to crack a lover boy and live uh, life. Yeah. I miss summer. I miss summer should be fun. We're gearing up for summer. It's. I know. We're almost there. I know. And I typically hate summer, but during the pandemic, summer is the only thing, like the only time I could like go outside and like do something. So this summer should be fun. I feel like it's going to be crazy, which will be so fun. But let's move on to the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. All right. So the Freak of the Week, we alluded to this earlier in the episode, but it has to go to one Carol Radziwill. Oh, man. Um, the <laughs> the tweets that she did are all over the internet and Twitter, and she keeps on going. But the gist of it is she came out with a really dumb statement in reaction to Colton, the guy from The Bachelor, who came out uh, in a Robert Rock. Robin Roberts interview this week. Mm-hmm. Basically, that came down to like the Bachelor should have like vetted him better. With, yeah, it's just so stupid. And the 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 freakishness comes because she kept on doubling and doubling and doubling and doubling down. It's like I can I can barely keep track of how far down the rabbit hole Carol went with this. She's so for the most part, well-spoken. And then every once in a while, she puts her foot in her mouth and goes sideways, and there's no defending it. I just think ever since she's left the show and, like, her behavior on social has just been, like, really cringy for the most part. I haven't seen anything great. And this one was just, like... Ugh. hate to see it. It's, like, uh, Come on, Carol. We were rooting for you. Yeah. We were at some point. I was thinking to myself, (laughs) like, during the Carol versus Bethany fight, I was team... Friendship. I was team friendship, but now I'm literally team nobody. Both of, like... I know. Like, I don't don't care. Yeah. Same. 
Um, and then our one true queen is going to a king in the Bravo cinematic pets universe. Yes. One Aston Deliceps died at the age of, I think, like 16, 15. This past week. We met him on the show season one. Um, He's been just a consistent force on the show. The one thing, I feel like he's like one of the things that like humanizes Lou. Yeah. Of like everything. Because like she's so. Loving dogs just makes you so relatable on television, too. It's like we're, mm-hmm. we all know that feeling, and he's such a sweet boy. Exactly. So I'm sure that Ginger Zarin is waiting for him on the Rainbow Bridge until yes. they can all walk over together. Who do you think Aston's going to go over with? Probably Lou. Probably Lou. Or, um, uh, what's his name? Noel. Yes. Yeah. What's the daughter's name? Victoria. Victoria. Yes. Yeah, so pour one out for Aston tonight. As you head into the weekend. Cheers to you, Aston. Cheers to you, Aston. And that's all we have today. Um, One Honey Mustard Girl, where can we find you on social? At Honey Mustard Girl. On Instagram. It's spelled in an interesting way. So you have to, you really have to search it. Yeah. Honey Pots Rise Up. Honey Pots Rise Up. Um, You can find everything Come Through Queen at comethroughqueen.com. Uh... And Dan and I will be back together next week, so tune in for that. In the meantime, like, comment, subscribe, and love us, love us. Please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.